I had a really interesting epiphany today while I was at an elementary school Christmas program. It highlighted some thoughts about signal-to-noise ratio, which are relevant because they're going to apply to you as a podcaster. I think you'll enjoy this story and also take something away from it. What's happening, podcasters? This is episode 90 of 1000 Podcasters. I'm Brian Entsminger. I'm a podcaster and a podcast editor, and I want to see you be successful with your podcast. If you'd like to make sure that you get this delivered for free whenever it's available, visit toptieraudio.com slash subscribe. That's where you'll find three big links to subscribe, one for Spotify, one for Apple, one for Google, and a few smaller links for the other apps if you prefer one of those. All of that is at toptieraudio.com slash subscribe. This is actually my fourth attempt at recording this because I am trying to control the signal-to-noise ratio because I really want to get this out to you and I didn't want to have a lot of distractions. And that reminds me of an elementary school Christmas program or a holiday pageant that I went to today. Those are often an interesting experience. In reality, if you go to one of these, you're probably only going to see your kid do their thing. But the reality is that you're often unable to see them, unable to hear them for a reason that afflicts many podcasters as well, the signal-to-noise ratio. This is actually one of the things that I often talk to podcasters about when I'm consulting or even when I'm sharing strategies and insights in groups. I might not go into all of the details, but it's one of the things that is often overlooked and can make a huge difference. In fact, Many times, the questions that we see or the questions that we hear, even though they're framed up as something else, are really about signal-to-noise ratio. For example, I have this recording and something's off. How do I fix it for my podcast? What about the best podcasting microphone? Could be about signal-to-noise ratio. What about how close do I need to be to the microphone? Or how do I get, a, get rid of those popping P or plosive sounds? Or how many microphones do I need to record a panel discussion? Pro tip here, if you can, you want one per person, okay? I'll just give you that one for free. All of these, in many ways, are either about or can be about signal-to-noise ratio and also not making your editor crazy. And I'm going to illustrate three underlying issues or kinds of noise and one fix today when I talk about my son's Christmas play at school. So I'm going to go ahead and talk about that play, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about some of the takeaways. My son is in first grade. He had a Christmas play or a Christmas program or a holiday program. I don't know exactly what they called it, but basically... Everybody that was in first grade across all of the different classes dressed up in red or green or some combination of those, and they sat them on the bleachers so that they were in kind of a tiered format because there are a lot of them. They sat the parents down on the floor in chairs facing them in the gymnasium, and then they had this presentation. And the presentation was really kind of interesting. It started off with a small group of the kids reciting something, and then the whole group reciting something, and they were divided into two large groups, one on the left and one on the right, and the teacher in charge, I'm assuming it was the music teacher, I don't know for sure, was trying to get them all into sync with each other. And it was really interesting because the group on the left, it was almost like they were kind of dragging and the group on on the right was almost like they were racing. And there were pockets of different conversations within the group as they were trying to recite things together. It was really kind of hard to understand until they all kind of got everything into sync. And they finished that. And then there was a little bit of exposition. Somebody had a microphone and said some things. I think Santa was supposed to do something or Mrs. Claus, I don't know, somebody who's supposed to do something. And then they sang a song, and then they had some more things where a small group of kids said something, and then another small group and another small group. There was a lot of talking. And as they were doing this, 
it was a really interesting thing because there was a, a family sitting next to me with a couple of small kids and a couple of larger kids, and those kids were talking amongst themselves, and some of the parents had their cameras up trying to take pictures of their kid. All of that stuff was going on throughout the whole thing, and the reality is when it's all over, I have no idea what the play was or what the program was other than a Christmas program that my son was in. He was very good looking, by the way. He's rocking out some glasses and he was really looking good. But I don't know what the story was. I know that there was some cookies involved or pretend cookies. There was a list of some kind. I can kind of infer some of this stuff because I understand the popular Christmas stories about Santa and reindeer and all of that kind of stuff. But the end result is I don't understand a lot of what happened. And truth be told, if my kid wasn't in it, I wouldn't have been there because I just couldn't have followed it. And that's what I want you to take away from this. If you're a podcaster, there are some different kinds of noise that you might need to consider that were illustrated in this, and then maybe a strategy that you can apply. The first kind of noise I want to talk about, the kids, when they were trying to all talk at the same time, was it was really interesting because there was this wash of sound coming, and I couldn't understand the words because they were out of sync and they were all talking over each other. Until they got in sync, I couldn't understand that. And that, to me, speaks to noise in the delivery. And a lot of times as podcasters, this can come through as andums or incomplete thoughts that aren't completed or roundabout ways to get there that make it hard for people to understand what we're trying to say. I've probably done some of that today. I'm trying to get better at it. The next one was noise in the presentation environment. So as the kids were talking, like the person with the microphone was talking, there were still some kids who weren't supposed to be talking that were in the presentation that were, and it made it harder then to focus on and to hear the person who was supposed to be sharing, even though they had the microphone. That speaks to noise in the presentation environment and This also impacts podcasters, and we'll talk more about that in a second. The third kind of noise I wanted to talk about was noise in the listening environment. Think about those kids that were next to me. They weren't trying to be mean. They were just making noise. But the reality is many of your podcast listeners are dealing with this as well, and we'll talk about that in a second as well. Then the final strategy, or the, the final thing, is that strategy. So there were some parts of the presentation that were arguably more important. They were solo speaking parts, if you will. And I know these were more important because the teachers took extra special care to make sure that those were more more possible to hear than the others by providing a microphone for those solo speaking parts. And as a podcaster and a podcast editor and as a consultant, why am I such a stickler about it? Because I know I've talked about this kind of thing on this show before. Well, I'm a stickler about this because you can't control the listening environment that everybody who's listening to you with is in. They're inviting you into their daily experience, and that experience comes with noise. So the more that we can do to minimize the noise in our delivery, the things about our styles that make it hard for people to hear or to understand, the things that we can do to reduce the noise in our recording environment, for example, echo or room reverb, fan noise, the neighbors mowing the yard, the dogs barking, the kids taking a bath, which is happening right now. And there might be some of that noise that makes it through. I'm hoping not because I've taken some measures to make sure that doesn't happen. But the more that we can do that and then do what we can to amplify or to point a sonic spotlight on the most important parts, which is 
usually the dialogue and not the, the soundtrack, if there is one, make it easier for people to understand what we're saying, to connect with what we're trying to share, and to take something away from what we're doing. So that's why I talk about signal-to-noise ratio, is because what we can do is reduce it on our end so that there's more probability that people can hear us when they're driving to work or working out or mowing the yard or whatever they do. Here's your reaction, though, because I'd like you to do something with this. Go back to an episode that you published at least a month or two ago and listen again for the three things that you can control, your delivery, your recording environment, and what you do to highlight what's more important. Are there any adjustments you'd like to make moving forward? Let me know what you're planning to do. Hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Top Tier Audio, and I would love to hear from you. If you'd like to connect with me personally, you'll find me at toptieraudio.com. That's where you can set up a consultation. That's where you can contact me directly by email or by social media. All of my profile links are right there. That's also where you can subscribe to this show. If you'd like to talk to me about editing your show, all of that stuff is at toptieraudio.com. Thanks so much for listening. Now go out there and make a great podcast.